Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. My guest today is Alan Edwards, who I just met a couple months ago, and we've been to several events together already. What's up with that? So, uh, Welcome, sir. Thank you. Uh, it was a, a pleasure meeting you all those months ago and sharing a few beers with you as well. I have no idea what your title is, but your company is Eureka Process, which sounds like it should be from Northern California. You know, that's the big thing around there. Eureka. Is it really? Oh, like from the movie or the TV show too? No, it's like from Finding Gold. Ah. We found the gold, right? Eureka. So there, we actually had a city called Eureka. Uh, which there was a TV show loosely based on it about sci-fi type stuff. Ah, okay. Very good. So what's your title? What do you... Uh, I call myself owner or president, depending on uh, who's looking. All right. And what is your company? What is the Eureka process? Uh, is how I find gold? <laughs> uh, actually, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, that, that's how we all became entrepreneurs or, or, or IT services uh, company owners, right? Because we, we wanted to find gold. Uh, yeah, the Eureka process is uh, we believe that, that everything stems from process. When you want that repeatable uh, result from your company uh, versus your job in your company. Uh, it involves process to do that. Uh, anywhere from uh, service delivery to sales to marketing. Uh, even the finance side, uh, even the way you wake up in the mornings. Uh, uh, you know, for example, is this is great book, uh, Relax, Focus, Succeed, right? Uh, by Carl Palatek. On those surfboards. Relax, focus, succeed. Uh, <laughs> the, that, the, there's a process for that, right? Uh, it doesn't always have to be in writing. Certainly, we, we, we talk about writing processes, but uh, uh, it always takes some forethought and intention to make things happen, including finding gold. Well, I'm a believer in process like that. You literally, in my opinion, you can solve everything with the right process. And the right people to follow it. And the right people, right? So, yeah. So, uh, all right. So, let's back up. How did you get here? Like, how did you start? Why did you decide that you needed to teach people about processes? I was uh, always a bit of a keener in my life. Uh, by the time I was 24, I had been in the industry for eight years. I had seven mortgages, sentimental properties, had been married for six years, uh, and had my first business, HiQ Networking, which was an IT firm back then. Uh, you know, fast forward a while later, uh, making my own ends meet. My whole uh, exit plan at the time was, I want my business to run without me. How am I going to do that? That's, of course, it was process. It was, it was what I came up with, uh, followed by people. Uh, so we did that, uh, made the transition from uh, VAR and uh, BreakFix to MSP. I uh, even made the transition from a homegrown ticket database, if anybody wrote one of those, it's always fun, to Autotask and later to ConnectWise Manage. Uh, this is back in 08, 09, those things were happening. Sold the business in 2011. Uh, went to work for the, the guys who bought us. Uh, we, we doubled their business in the sale, then we doubled it again in my tenure there. Uh, and then I went to work for another MSP in leadership and we doubled again. Uh, and what was interesting is the entire part of, to me, all those successes came down to process. And I also began to see that a lot of the processes were pretty darn similar. Uh, <laughs> where you click might change, but the, the overall goals and how you get there uh, was the same process. And so that's when I was like, Eureka, <laughs> this could work for more people. Uh, and, and I happen to like being an entrepreneur versus an employee. Uh, so I made that change a couple of years ago. 
uh, started calling on clients. And where was your original MSP? Uh, in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Savannah, very, Georgia. We call it a tier two market, also known as Slovanna. <laughs> Slovanna. So tier two. So, hmm, that's interesting because I guess Sacramento is a tier two market, uh, even though we have a, a basketball team. So, <laughs> But <clears throat> we don't win anymore, so it doesn't really matter. And uh, so... I know you don't want to answer this question, but I don't care. So, uh, so where's the 912 area code? Uh, that is from Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. The number one question I'm asked is, out networking is, uh, hey, where are you from? Where are you based out of? Uh, and I never know how to answer that. Uh, <laughs> our business address is Savannah, Georgia. Our, my, my home address is Savannah, Georgia, but frankly, I am never home. Like literally, uh, it's, uh, it's June, July. It's, I've been there six nights. Uh, I spent winters in Mexico uh, and I work the whole time. I'm not on vacation. Uh, at least I can be in Mexico in the evenings and weekends, right? Right. You just uh, see good weather. Right. And I spend summers on the west coast of Canada, a little town called Squamish, BC, about an hour north of Vancouver, uh, home of IT glue and warranty master, I believe. Very nice. So you're a man of the universe, traveling where you want. Uh, and you were just telling me before we started recording that you were uh, in San Diego last week and you're in New York this week. So is that where you are now? Uh, I actually just got back from New York uh, about 10 hours ago, a little jet lagged. Uh, I was surprised in both those cities. I did not see you, Carl. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, uh, yeah, we were in uh, San Diego at DattoCon, uh, learning a little more about uh, the Datto line. Also got to attend a IAMCP meeting, and if you ask me what those initials mean, I will get it wrong. It used to be the International Association of Microsoft Certified Professionals. That sounds really close. I'm going to go with that. I, th I think they may have changed it because they eliminated the Microsoft Certified Professional Program. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, it's, it's Microsoft Channel Partners or yeah. something to, to that effect. Uh, I attended that just before DattoCon as well. I've met a lot of great folks, uh, exchanged some ideas and learned some new processes along the way or, or new ways to apply the processes. So you help MSPs or IT professionals develop good processes. So how do you start that engagement? Like where, where do you begin? Like if I hired you, like, what do you do? <laughs> My favorite question, uh, least favorite besides where I'm from is, uh, is what do you do? Because we do a lot. <laughs> Uh, but how we start is usually how I, I answer the question, uh, which is simply that uh, we uh, usually deliver things via a 60-minute weekly meeting. Uh, so whatever your need is, we start off with we need to check in, uh, we need to talk with leadership and find out and prioritize what the issues are. We actually steal a meeting of format from uh, the book Traction uh, by Gina Wickman, uh, which is about an entrepreneurial operating system or EOS. Uh, we do that as well. But even if we don't have that type of engagement, we use the level 10 meeting format to stick to a very timed and strict agenda to identify the top issues. And then we attack only the top issues. We don't get uh, sidetracked into all the other things that that one thing that happened that one time yesterday, that's now your most important thing in your mind. Right. Uh, so we identify the issues from there and then we start solving those issues, which, which come in the form of uh, a seven day to do item. So whatever we decide to act on, it has to be due in seven days. If it can't be done in seven days, we got to break it down smaller. Uh, some of those, our owners and our leaders, uh, they might be responsible for that. Maybe it's delivering a message to staff. Maybe it's doing some research. 
Uh, and then depending on the type of engagement we have with our clients, whether they want us for uh, documentation, system administration, uh, or just process consulting, we might take on some of those to-dos. Maybe it's to deliver a process. I hope it's one in our library. If it's not, it's one I want in my library, so I write it. Right. Uh, and, we, and we deliver those. Uh, maybe it's connecting two of our clients together. Uh, whatever it is that we can tackle for them, we're certainly glad to do so. Uh, we know that they're busy, and it's a typically failure to implement uh, that kills them more than the lack of ideas. So uh, when you talk about these meetings, are you meeting, is it a Zoom meeting or in person? Uh, it's typically a Zoom meeting because they're weekly and we have clients uh, all over the place. Right. Uh, I've so certainly done some in person. Do you engage with just the management? Like is this a, a one hour meeting with management or is this your meeting with all of their uh, managers? Uh, like owner it, versus managers. Uh, right. So when it starts, uh, frequently, uh, depending on where they're at in their life cycle, the owner might be a little shy to share. So it starts off with the owner. Uh, we strongly encourage developing a leadership team, uh, a core principle behind EOS. Most of our clients are five to 45 employees. Um, so the, a leadership team can begin to form there and help you execute better. Uh, and that's where we always start at. Uh, what frequently happens, though, is you're like, oh, this is, this is working great. Uh, however, our service department, that's always our largest departments in IT, uh, they're just not executing as well as we are in management, so we're always behind. So next thing you know, we're, we're doing the same thing on a service department level. Uh, and that can roll out to finance department, sales department. I even have some that are doing help desk separate from service desk, separate from NOC, all having their own departmental meetings so they can execute on, on their specific tasks. Right. So part of it depends on how big their team is. And does that mean that you might, with a certain company, do two or three meetings a week? Like one with the man or owner, one with the service manager, one with the sales department? Uh, my record so far is seven for one company a week. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. So I've never done seven in a week. Holy smokes. But well, the good news is I do have some staff. Uh, I have a great team. Uh, and uh, uh, one of our employees, Brooke, she uh, handles the entire operations division now. She's actually sitting in as her virtual service manager. Uh, while they're doing a job search and she's running all the various service teams while I personally just handle uh, for that one, the leadership uh, sales and finance. So how universal can a process be? So when you, when you say a process, Oh, somebody needs a process. Oh, I pick one out of my library, but the process for uh, getting a ticket into the system is going to be different between your company and my company. Uh, absolutely. However, the basic steps are still the same. I mean, you, you are typically inputting data into a PSA. Uh, there are typically seven or eight fields that are frankly universal, you know, company, contact, phone number. Those should be verified. There's ways to verify that that are, that are, that are quite handy. Uh, and, uh, and then, of course, you have the details that matter to your company. Like maybe if you're using uh, ConnectWise Manage, you have to set type, subtype, and item. And that's going to vary a bit from company to company. But great. Now you have a framework uh, to, to, to fit into. Uh, or, or as I like to say, uh, it's hard to get my, my clients to create something. But if I show them something that's not quite right, they will edit that in a heartbeat. Oh, this is wrong. Right. I'm going to change this. Uh, yeah, I taught college for 10 years, and I used to always tell people, you can't edit a blank page. 
But if you start, right, create something, then it makes it much easier to edit it and then turn it into whatever it is you're looking for. Yeah, I've had some folks look at it, look at this process and go, oh, I don't like this at all. Uh, however, it gives me an idea. Right. So um, I don't know about you. So I, when I start in a, a new coaching engagement, I have this list and I think it's like 168. Like these lists, these are the most important processes you have to have. And then, you know, where do you stand? And everybody evaluates them like, don't have one, haven't started it, didn't it, you know, like, and I'm like, no. So here's the deal. You may not have written it down, but you do have a process. You do have a process. You have a way that you onboard clients. You may do it differently every time, but you don't just like leave them sitting there. You, you do actually figure out how to engage with them, do work for them, take their money, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do you get people to, to tell you what their actual processes are? Do you start with their process or your process? Uh, at first, it's neither. As I mentioned, we kind of start in the weekly meeting to see what their issues are. Uh, while I feel a process solves many of them, uh, I let them percolate to the top. Uh, and frankly, we, we miss one or two at first. I mean, we've misidentified the issue. We're digging into the root cause before we finally find that piece. Uh, what I will tell you is, like you mentioned, you had a 168 uh, a list of where you're at. Uh, I find that there's a, a few general categories and I have a place I like to start within those categories. For example, uh, client documentation. Uh, that frequently ends up on the list. And they're like, oh my goodness, we use uh, IT Glue or SharePoint or, or, or Confluence. Where do we begin? Uh, and our recommendation so far as the university has been, let's do the uh, how you set up a new PC. And it's actually because it's one of the hardest ones. Uh, you have the general uh, SOP, how our company sets up a PC. Uh, then you have the how we need to set up a PC for a client, or for the specific client. So what are their specific applications? Oh, applications, you got to document those. Uh, and, it, and it begins to, to connect to everything. And by having that conversation and having it spider out, and most importantly, having the team work on that, uh, not in a vacuum where management has said, uh, they, they come back with a, a, a very well fleshed out process on how the documentation works. Uh, they're more involved and they begin to see what's missing and want to fix it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I used to always tell my technicians, that, you know why clients can't install their own computers? Because they don't have a checklist. <laughs> <laughs> right. they, they will forget something and it will be something important you know, like antivirus or, you know, Adobe Acrobat or something. And then they'll be like very, very frustrated. Um, and also we have a checklist, which means we never forget to install Adobe Acrobat. We don't drive halfway back to the office and get a phone call that says, Hey, you know, you just set up my computer and I can't open this document. So. Right. And that is usually how that issue ends up on the issues list is we got another call back from my client saying that we, did a job and it's not done. Right. So do you think that processes help your clients sell into their clientele or just run their businesses more efficiently? Uh, it absolutely is, is, a, is a sales pitch for sure. It, obviously having a couple of processes won't accomplish that. Uh, but there, there is the, the concept, uh, again, I borrow from EOS and Traction all the time called the proven process which is there comes a point in time in your life, especially as an MSP, where you say, we do things a certain way because they get us results 
that we like and our clients like. Uh, and, and Mr. Customer, if you will let us do things this way, uh, you can get those results too. Uh, and whenever you're able to give that, that, uh, that presentation, especially if you have a nice little graphic that shows a process, I actually have one up on my screen now that's ours. Uh, I recommend they all look the same, by the way, for all of us MSPs, which is uh, you have two or three phases in a line where, you, where you're doing things to get them in the deal, and then they have to end up in a circle because you want them forever. Uh, there, there's always a, a, you know, checking on technology, implementing, solving tickets, uh, you know, creating the plan, executing the plan, and it, it just goes around and around and around. Uh, but the fact that, that you have a proven process and you can impassionedly uh, tell your prospects that we do this because it works, uh, that shows your expertise, uh, predictable outcomes, uh, and the biggest reason clients don't buy is they don't trust you. Uh, showing them a proven process with predictable outcomes is, is one way to help get over that. Right. So um, do you, I didn't prepare you for this, so you may not have it, but do you have your tie sitting within arm's reach? Uh, accidentally, because as I mentioned, I just got off the plane about 10 hours ago. I haven't <laughs> unpacked yet. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So I love this tie. Uh, I got to figure out what I would do on a tie, but I like your symbol and you just like found a place online that you upload your graphic and they output a tie. Uh, yes, uh, this actually came out of, uh, we do our own level 10 meetings internally. Uh, and we had on our list, uh, actually where I met you at Carl at ITO Compass in Chicago. We're like, all right, we have this coming up. Uh, uh, this is imminent and we've never sponsored an event before. Uh, that was, our, uh, what do we do? And we thought of all these ideas. We finally wanted some nice shirts with the logo, you know, pretty, it's just been done, they look nice. Right. Get a work clothes anyways. Uh, we could, just couldn't make it happen in time. Uh, and, and then uh, Brooke came up with the idea of, oh, let's look at the logo on a tie. And she Googled it. Google does work and, and found that. We were actually quite impressed uh, how quickly they were came in, uh, uh, the quality of the tie. Uh, it's not a silk tie by any means, uh, but it, it's held up, including some guacamole it's held up with. So you've washed it? Uh, do you wash ties? <laughs> You take them to people who wash ties and you, and they um, wash, I don't know what they do. It's a miracle. I, I just go like that. All right. And so far, so good. I, I did buy two just in case. I always bring two with me. Oh, so you didn't tell me that. So I, I, I like the tie. I like the, the, the shtick. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, so um, what size companies do you work with? Uh, Usually it's a minimum of five. I have, I have once did four and they stepped down to three and we ended up parting ways because it, it was just hard to get traction. They had no one to delegate to. Uh, it's harder to enforce a culture of process and documentation when literally you only have to talk to one other guy. Right. Um, and I get that. There's, uh, do not spend your days as a, as a sole proprietor writing a bunch of processes. Go out there, make sales, do work, make money. Do that first, please. Uh, processes come later. So about five people and up. Uh, our, our largest to date's probably been about uh, 25 people, unless you count the one non-IT firm we have. Uh, we were working with the IT department at a manufacturer of wet wipes or, or nice. similar. Um, that's funny, that's in their name. Uh, and uh, uh, they have 30 employees in their IT department and we, we're actually in the middle of rolling it out uh, tomorrow we're rolling out ConnectWise Manage to uh, their facilities team. So even electrical and plumbing issues right. uh, are going to be tracked via tickets and workflows. 
That's excellent. So it's interesting because usually IT departments see uh, outsourced IT as either doing some super specific thing, like I need somebody to fix this old, you know, IBM mainframe, or they see you as competition. Uh, it's it's rare. I've I've had a couple of relationships where I've been brought in as the outsourced IT guy because I could solve a problem, but they were really careful not to engage me in the bigger picture, right? Because well, they, they don't want me to steal their jobs. Well, in my case, I'm just helping. I mean, there probably is some of that. It's a large company. There's some politics involved. And frankly, I am uh, over budget. I'm their over budget line item. So they're always looking for, when are you done again? And I remind them that the purpose of all consulting is to sell more consulting. Right, exactly. At the end of the day, let's be honest. <laughs> right. So other than Gino Wickman, who, who are your favorite authors uh, with regard to, you know, helping people figure out their stuff? And this is actually the next thing I want to add to our website is our, our, our recommended book list with our synopsis on when in our lives that had an impact. Uh, I started oh, out. A good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I started out with uh, uh, my first awake. I call it the awakening book was a uh, rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, I probably read that in the nineties. Uh, for those interested, he doesn't give you a whole lot of details. He just gives you the whole awakening. Why you want to be in business versus working for the man uh, and, and how to, to think like a rich person. Uh, and then, of course, my, my next book, once I got into business, was The E-Myth Revisited. Uh, I think it's Michael Gerber. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that was, I mean, my takeaway from the book was simply you do the job. Uh, and if you don't want to do the job anymore and grow, you document the job and you hand it off. Uh, rinse and repeat until you don't have to do that anymore. And it's all about documenting your processes. Right. And uh, here I am, right? <laughs> uh and there's been a few uh, uh, other golden books along the way. Uh, when I was learning to manage a larger team uh, about 10 years ago, it was uh, the five dysfunctions of a team. Uh, it so much resonated with me. And, and it's one of the few business books that I just like read through because it was told as a parable. Uh, and it was an interesting story. It's like drama right. and meeting rooms, like just like real life, but it's not mine. Yeah. I've discovered that almost any book that I read, if I, if I start with a uh, um, business mentality, I get business lessons out of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's always a good thing. Uh, and I, and I got to say for me, <clears throat> the E-Myth Revisited was the best thing that ever happened to me because early on when I decided I wanted to, you know, go start a business, uh, somebody said I should read that book and I'm grateful that I did it day one instead of day 365. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'd also already been sold on the whole process of creating processes. Um, I, I knew 10 months before that I was going to leave my job. So I basically wanted, you know how some people say I'll leave and they'll be sorry. Everything will fall apart. I was the opposite. I wanted to leave so that when I walked out the door, nobody noticed I was gone. <laughs> that everything just worked. So that's what I did. I created that. And uh, the funny thing is I have since worked with many of those people. In fact, hired many of the people who worked with me on that, in that company uh, because they appreciated the fact that uh, they knew I was going to have a process and they weren't going to be lost. A lot of people show up for work and they're lost on day one and the boss doesn't do very much to help them get found. 
And I think that's where processes help because worst case scenario, you could say, here, go configure a firewall, right? Here, go set up a computer. Um, so it's, it's actually an epidemic. Uh, I mean, so, so many of us, we like to start with technical SOPs. So like how, how can we, how can our tier threes cause a tier one uh, to produce the same results? Uh, yet uh, probably the most impactful uh, processes we've ever worked on have been employee onboarding. Uh, we, we had one that was a, a legitimate two week process. My goal for that employee was not to produce work for two weeks, which sounds painful, uh, but it's just paying for it up front uh, right. versus paying for it later. Uh, you know, and you can't sit them down in front of a bunch of videos in day one either that you don't learn much that way. Certainly get that process started. Uh, but, but through postmortems after every day of training an employee, we're like, Hey, what did you, what did you like about today? What did you not like about today? And we would tweak the process until we, time the right videos at the right time. We, we, we would have them review on their own the right SOPs in the right day, followed by a meeting with their manager to talk about those processes uh, to help them digest that. And then they were ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And that's huge because it helps you to build culture, right? That instead of it's so many people I've seen in this business, they hire somebody and they're so overwhelmed that they need, they know they need help. But the person shows up and they go, just sit in that chair and watch me because I don't have time to train you on anything. It's like, oh, okay. And uh, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Josh Peterson, but he told the story of a guy that that was his onboarding process. And he had somebody, he had an employee who literally spent the morning doing that and then went for lunch and never came back. <laughs> because it, they were bored to tears, right? They didn't, they, they, it was not clear to them that their job had a reason for existing. And, and that's the owner's fault. Well, and employees, I mean, they say that the number one reason uh, somebody seeks employment besides, you know, sustaining their lives is a sense of belonging. Uh, if you are not prepared for them, like, like people who have their technician, uh, their, their new employee set up their own workstation, I, I call BS on that. I, I like to have the workstation set up, ready, a welcome letter on their desk to say, hey, we're so glad you're here. Here's all the stuff that you need. Uh, here's your password. We, we, we've been waiting for you. Right. Uh, that goes such a long way over. Oh goodness. You're here. Uh, let's grab you a PC and we'll let you set it up today. We'll talk again tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Pro prove that you're technical by setting up your own desktop. <laughs> Too late. We already hired you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so when you help people with these processes, obviously you give them something in writing. Uh, do you have a way that you, help them keep track of it or just you help them just set up their own system and they keep track of it? It very much needs to belong to them. Uh, we do have, uh, this just happened a few weeks ago. We do have our uh, processes, most of them on our website right now on a, on a subscription model. Uh, clients who have us for consulting, they have access to that site as a part of what, what we do for them. Uh, however, that's just to access the original ideas. Uh, none of these processes are gonna work right out the gate because one, you have your own culture you have your own tools and you have your own place that you are. And again, dictating how things work is not a great way to run a company. It does not build a good culture. Right. Um, so it, we, in fact, the hardest part of what we do is figuring out where they are and how we get to where they want to be. Uh, identifying where they want to be is usually not too difficult. Uh, it's all the little baby steps in between like, all right, well, we got to win hearts and minds. Uh, we got to have their input. We got to figure out what's different about you. Uh, uh, and typically that begins with where are we going to store all these decisions that we're making? Uh, 
I'd be even less picky about where it is, just pick. Right. Do you think all processes should be visible to all employees? Almost without exception. Um, every now and then I have uh, been encouraged to not share everybody. Uh, we, we wrote up a, a discipline process. I hate to call it that. I'm looking for a new name. If you have ideas, uh, but we changed it instead of a three strike rule and it had some fairly positive ways to strike it. We also had a three carat rule before that. So you actually get six strikes. Uh, uh, and the first three though, were the things that we should do anyways, for example, Oh, reminder, let's document that we did a reminder uh, about a process that you missed. Uh, and, and step two is, all right, we're, we're going to show you how this works. And step three is retraining. And then we get into the, the more negative side, uh, the stick side uh, of, right. of the discipline system. So believe it or not, we're almost out of time, but do you, um, do you do anything with um, employee evaluations, like quarterly goals and evaluations? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, some of the processes that we already have is a biweekly review as well as a quarterly evaluation. Uh, and if I can just caution anybody who's looking at these, be careful about the word evaluation. Uh, it really works out to be better as the discussion. I realize you want to do some documentation, uh, and, and as you should. Uh, it's not all about numbers, uh, and those numbers conversations should probably be happening daily uh, as opposed to at some sort of formal sit down where everybody's been evaluated. Uh, it, it doesn't lead to great conversation. Right. So final book notice, if you haven't read The One Minute Manager, it's worth reading. It's like, it'll take you an hour, <laughs> maybe maybe half an hour. So, okay, we're out of time. Uh, Alan Edwards, thanks for being here. What's your website? How do we get in touch with you? Uh, website is eurekaprocess.com, or if you're in Canada, eurekaprocess.com. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. Pronunciation. <laughs> What's funny is everybody says Eureka process to me, but then they talk about the processes that I have to offer. Right. Okay. So they can say the word process, but they, in isolation, it becomes process. Correct. So, all right. Very good. Thank you, sir. Uh, so we'll put that link here and uh, we will put it down below so people can see it during this entire interview. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Carl.